Blog Talk Radio. You ready? It's time to start. This should be played at high volume. This is the Andrea Shea Game Show. And I'm just a gal like any other gal. That's cool. You know what this is. What is this? The Andrea Shea King Show. It's me, don't you remember? We were just talking about you. Totally amazing. Thank you. The Andrea Shea King Show. I think you've got something there. Andrea Shea King. You're really going to like it. Quite understandable. Is on the air. Something's definitely going on here. Take my word for it. Now. Come on. It's showtime. Make it so. Ready, go. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to the program on this, uh, what is this, uh, Tuesday, February 6th, and I certainly hope you can hear me tonight. I apologize for last night's uh, snafu uh, with the program, and uh, just, you know, I don't know if it was on my end or if it was on Blog Talk Radio's end, but uh, I guess the show never got beyond the first seven minutes or eight minutes, and part of that was just blank until I played the audio of uh, President uh, Trump. and because of all of that, you know, I've gotten quite a few emails today from folks who are saying, um, you know, you make excuses for blog talk radio all the time and you get exasperated with it. And the quality of your research and your shows is much more deserving of the problems that you seem to keep having with blog talk radio. Maybe it's time to make a change. So uh, I am thinking about that. I, I am um Asking for your help, okay? Um, I tend to become a little apprehensive when it's something new technically. It's just me. I mean, I was that way about Twitter, okay? And we all know how easy Twitter is. But when Twitter first came out, I was freaked. Um, So what I'd like to do is start doing the show on YouTube. And um, maybe we can, maybe you'll see me. Maybe you won't. I don't know yet. I'm not sure. I I just don't really like the idea of having to do the makeup, you know, making sure I look presentable because sometimes it's just nice to just be hanging out, you know, but in any event, um, that's what I'd like to do. So I'd like to, if some of you already have a YouTube channel and you are involved in, um, you know, putting out videos and you know how to do it, get in touch with me, let me know so that I can, um, you know, try to try to get it started. All right. Um, Bob Evers in the chat room is saying Spreaker. Well, I don't know, maybe Spreaker. I just want it to be easy for me and for you so that when I want to do a live stream, a live, a live program like I'm doing right now, and, and at the same time, it stays recorded so that you can go and watch it or listen to it anytime you want to, then, you know, it's easy. It's easy. I just don't want to make it complicated. So, If you can help me out, I would be very, very grateful because um, this this is just, I mean, it's 10 years now. And, you know, let's see, Bob Evers is saying, ask dogs. He's an expert. No video. No video. Okay. All right. Well, if, if Golf Dogs shows up, we'll ask. Okay. Very good. All right. Let me say hi to the folks in the chat room. I know that Robert, I think Robert was in here and he popped out and he's probably trying to get back in again. See, see what I mean? And, you know, and sometimes it has to do with um, the internet connection on your end too. I mean, I, I can't lay it all on blog talk radio because there's so many different components here. My end, blog talk radios and your end. And so in any event, 
we're going to try something new. As soon as I can figure it out, maybe maybe you can help me figure it out, and we'll go ahead and do it. I also noticed that Dr. Corsi, Dr. Jerome Corsi, has started his own YouTube channel. A lot of people are doing it now. And it seems to be the movement seems to be moving away from this platform to a more um, instantaneous, um, user-friendly, contemporary uh, platform. So we will try it, okay? We will give it a try. All right. Well, let me say hi to the folks. Whoa, look at all the people listening in on the telephone line. Whoa, lots of you tonight. Um, maybe you've just given up trying to <laughs> listen to the show on the computer. Oh, my God. I can't blame you. Okay. So, anyway, hi to area codes 518-937-828-260-570 and 310. Hi, everybody. Nice to have you with me tonight. Well, you missed a hell of a show last night. <laughs> If I say so myself, I was just going for it. And then when I realized about, I don't know, 25 minutes in that you weren't getting audio, I was like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. You've just got to be kidding me. So you know what? I'm going to do an audio check here right now. I want to make sure that folks are hearing me. I'm uh, I'm beseeching you in the chat room. Uh, evidently, you were hearing me before because Bob Evers, yeah, he's saying, yeah, I can hear you fine. Okay. Well, we, you know, we ha- we had great audio last night until I don't know um, the first few minutes, and then all of a sudden it just popped off. So I'm going to have to keep my eye on the chat room so you folks can let me know whether whether or not you're hearing me. What a way to do a show, huh? Is this crazy? Oh my God, it really is. And I have to tell you, I've been I've been kind of apprehensive all day long about it. Well, I know I shouldn't be, but, you know, I spend a lot of time getting everything ready to present to you. And when it when it goes to hell in a handbasket, it's deflating. It's it's it really is it's disappointing. And I know it's disappointing for you because I heard from so many of you today. Andrea, lost audio. And, and and I thought, well, maybe, you know, I'll just keep on going because maybe it's recording and at least they'll get to hear it in the podcast. Now, no dice. Okay, enough of that. Hey, I want to tell you today we watched the um, SpaceX Falcon 9 Heavy rocket lifting off of um, the launch pad here at Kennedy Space Center. Went out to the beach and watched it. I did a little video on my iPhone, and I posted it on my Facebook page. Posting, I, we, we got down to the beach. By the time we got there, the, that, that sucker was gone. I mean, that thing, 27 engines on that behemoth and um, it just leaped off the pad and gone. I mean, by the time we saw the contrails, it it was almost, I mean, you could still see a little flame, but it was almost out of sight. Um, It was a successful launch. A lot of people here on the space coast came out to see it. I mean, they were really excited. It was kind of like a shuttle launch Um, or maybe even I wasn't here then, but the Apollo uh, launches, I'm told, were just phenomenal. They were so, I mean, exciting. Of course, you had astronauts on board too, and they were, you know, there. They were each subsequent liftoff, each subsequent mission was moving toward eventually going to the moon. And so, when they finally did do the moonshot, from what I understand, that was just breathtaking, absolutely breathtaking. So. Today's shot was a really good one. And what was really exciting, too, was uh, to to, uh, watch the two boosters returning back to the launch pads out at the Cape. 
it was just amazing. You could see them coming in. They were like candles that were lit from the bottom. And they both kind of came down, two, two cylinders came down, came down, and then they landed. Of course, by the time they landed, we couldn't see them anymore because, you know, curvature of the earth and all that. Um, but we could hear them. Twin double sonic booms. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> I don't know if the third one, there was a third rocket um, that detached from the payload that was going to make its way back to um, its landing spot on a barge out in the ocean. Uh, don't know if that made it or not. The last time I checked, it hadn't um, hadn't yet. Let's put it that way. So, uh, and, and then the payload, <laughs> Elon Musk loaded the payload with a Tesla sports car. Yeah, this sports car was going to be released from the payload fairing. And this car, which had a, a mannequin in it, like a race car driver, is going to go uh, in, into orbit, into an elliptical orbit around, I guess, Mars? I mean, it's pretty phenomenal. Anyway, if you want to find out more about it, uh, SpaceX has their own website, SpaceX.com, and it was a pretty big deal. It was a pretty freaking big deal, <laughs> especially here locally. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty exciting, e even still, you know, even still. Okay. Robert, back in the chat room, he says, finally, I can't count how many times I had to log out and into BTR. ASK, you need to move to a new platform. I know. And we, we were talking about it, Bob, Robert, before you, uh, while you were trying to make your way back in. Uh, I think I'm going to move to you. And, um, but I need help. As I, as I was telling the folks, I need help um, walking me through it. Just hold my hand <laughs> and walk me through it, setting it up doing some tests and getting it all put together. It can't be that hard. I, I'm just, I'm just intimidated. I, I'm confessing. I'm just intimidated, but got to do something because, you know, this just, uh, it's getting wearying, isn't it? It's getting tiresome. Yeah, it really is. All right. So let's get started with the show. Uh, let's go with the show. Let's get, kick it off. Okay. All right. I want to start with, um, telling you that, uh, Q, uh, tweet, uh, uh, drop some more messages. And um, th this is what I was starting to tell you last night before well, we got interrupted. Um, and, and Q also tweeted more last night. So there's a whole bunch of them that we're going to talk about tonight. Okay. All right. But first, what I want to do is I want to share with you, um, Dr. Corsi has been, oh, he's been doing yeoman's work. As a matter of fact, when the, um, when the messages dropped last night, uh, he wasn't on with the, um, the crew that does a live YouTube um, conversation, if you will, trying to analyze, figure out what it is that Q is saying. And, you know, a bunch of heads are better than none. And so they get together. And usually Dr. Corsi is the one who uh, leads, the, leads the parade. But last night he wasn't there. So I called him. And um, poor man, he was so tired. He said, yeah, I'm aware of it. He said, but I've got to get some sleep. He said, I'm just exhausted. So anyway, um, he was on this morning uh, doing some uh, parsing of it, if you will. And uh, I want to start off by telling you that he did write an article over at uh, InfoWars about one of the um, more controversial uh, messages that Q dropped last night. And this has to do with um, WikiLeaks. Q, Q was hinting that WikiLeaks either has a tape 
or a transcript of the Clinton-Lynch tarmac meeting. Yeah, yeah. Listen to this. This is what he wrote. Tuesday morning, QAnon, QAnon, we just call him Q, dropped two posts that suggest in their famous tarmac meeting, former President Bill Clinton offered to then Attorney General Lynch, excuse me, the Supreme Court seat of murdered Antonin Scalia. In exchange for Lynch making sure the FBI investigation into former Secretary Hillary Clinton's email server be stopped, exonerating Clinton of any criminal charges. Shocking. The first QAnon post was timestamped at 1.34.50, and that's approximately 1.35 a.m. Eastern on Tuesday. And it appears as follows. It, this is what, it, what he wrote. Public interest, brackets, keep high, close bracket. You won FBI informant. A WAN slash DWS slash Pocky Intel slash MB. Tarmac meeting, open bracket, SC slash LL deal. Uh, carrot, AS187, close bracket. Okay, I'm, I'm going to explain to you what the rest of it means, but we're going to follow along with Dr. Corsi for right now. He says, in this post, the critical line is the fourth line, in which QAnon writes, tarmac meeting, SC slash LL deal, open caret AS187. Decoded, QAnon is suggesting that when Clinton met with Lynch on the tarmac, he offered her the Supreme Court seat of former Judge Antonin Scalia in return for Lynch intervening with the FBI to end their criminal investigation into Clinton's email server, exonerating her from any criminal charges. Clinton reasoned that Obama's nomination of Judge Merrick Garland to replace Scalia would go nowhere with Republicans in the Senate wanting to reserve the nomination for the next president. With Scalia's seat still open, Hillary as president could nominate Lynch. That Scalia was murdered is suggested by the initials AS, standing for Antonin Scalia, and the number 187, which the Urban Dictionary associates with murder, death, kill. The second QAnon post was timestamped 141.04, approximately 1.41 a.m. Eastern on Tuesday, written in response to an anonymous member asking if Lynch was offered a Supreme Court position if all charges were dropped in the criminal investigation of Hillary Clinton's use of a private email server at the State Department. And here's what Anonymous wrote. Lynch offered a SC position if Hillary got through. QAnon responds with the following. Build timeline. AS-187. HRC investigation pivot points, JC dismiss letter, number two, PS, WL comms, Q. QAnon responds by encouraging us to build the timeline, repeating his assertion that Scalia was murdered. Key dates in the timeline include the following, and we're going to go through the timeline in, in detail in just a little bit, but we're going to follow this for, for right now. 
February 2nd, 2016. Podesta email regarding wet works, slang for murder. February 13th, 2016. Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia. February 13, same date, 2016. Podesta email regarding Scalia replacement. June 27, 2016. Bill Clinton's tarmac meeting with Loretta Lynch. July 1, 2016. Loretta Lynch announces she will accept FBI findings. July 2, 2016. FBI interviews Hillary Clinton. July 5th, 2016, James Comey dismisses Clinton email investigation. Decoding the QAnon post, we are directed to the Scalia murder, AS-187, the key HRC investigation pivot points leading to Comey's final letter dismissing Clinton of criminal charges, read to the public on July 5th, 2016. QAnon also directs our attention to number two, namely FBI Deputy Director Andrew McCabe, and to PS, namely FBI Peter Strzok, both of whom played roles in making sure the language of Comey's letter dismissing the Clinton criminal indictment was toned down so as not to include the precise statutory language defining a national security crime involving the handling of classified information. Finally, by W.L. Combs, QAnon suggests WikiLeaks is prepared to confirm either by a transcript and or an audio tape of the Clinton-Loretta Lynch tarmac meeting that the key move necessary to make sure Hillary Clinton would be exonerated was the offer to Loretta Lynch of Scalia's Supreme Court seat. I agree with his assessment. Um, when I saw the, um, the, the message, I knew immediately AS-187 is Antonin Scalia, JC was JC dismissed letter was James Comey. Number two had to be uh, and, uh, Andrew McCabe. P.S. I had to think about that one for a bit. P.S. P.S. And then it dawned on me. Peter Strzok. W.L. Combs, WikiLeaks Communications. Okay. So that, there's that. So I want to kind of kick, I wanted to kick it off with that to let you know what was going on. Now, um, because we didn't have the show last night, and <laughs> let me just double check and make sure that we're all still together. Yeah? Okay. All right. Very good. <laughs> it looks like we are. Um, I want to go back to um, yesterday when, um, the, because the last time, I think the last time we went over all of this was the February 1st drop. Of course, today's the 6th. And uh, QAnon did not uh, uh, post anything again until February 5th, which, of course, is yesterday. So here's the first thing that he posted, and I'm going to call him he again. We don't know. Um, responding to a post that Anonymous wrote, and, and these are the, the, the two posts that Anonymous wrote were essentially nothing more than um, two tweets, one by Donald Trump and one by Adam Schiff, Okay. The first one is from President Trump, and it was posted at 4.39 a.m. on February 5th, early in the morning. 
where President Trump tweeted, Little Adam Schiff, who is desperate to run for higher office, is one of the biggest liars and leakers in Washington, right up there with Comey, Warner, that would be Mark Warner, Brennan, and Clapper. Adam leaves closed committee hearings to illegally leak confidential information. Must be stopped. Hmm. So Trump knows, okay? Adam Schiff responds later in the morning by saying, Mr. President, I see you've had a busy morning of, quote, executive time. Instead of tweeting false smears, the American people would appreciate it if you turned off the TV and helped solve the funding crisis, protected dreamers, or dot, 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 really anything else. Hmm. Hmm. So, Q responds with the following. Would POTUS make a serious accusation if the truth wasn't about to come to light? Black Forest, Austria, Rothschild, fire sale days after post. What went on there? Dopey. You have more than you know. Well, obviously, why would POTUS make a serious accusation if the truth wasn't about to come to light? The president knows it all. The president knows it all because the NSA, he has his intelligence people telling him they are monitoring these fools. They're monitoring them. The reference to Black Forest, Austria, Rothschild, fire sale days after the post, what went on there? Well, the Black Forest Austria Rothschild, is, it's, it's surmised, and again, this is just all guesswork at this point, that the Rothschild owned property, a hunting lodge in uh, uh, the Black Forest, well, in Austria, I think it was. And, and some people are saying the Black Forest is in Germany. It's not in Austria. Whatever, whatever. And, they've, and the, this hunting lodge, is, it's speculated that it was used not to hunt animals per se, but to hunt children. That was sport. And they have they're they're selling off or maybe not, I don't know if it's a fire sale days after the post. Not sure if that refers to what's going on with the um stock market. Fire sale, you know, it went down six hundred and sixty six points. Weird number. Um, or, or if it, what is it? What does it have to do? But we know we're digging Black Forest, Austria, Rothschild. Some people were digging, and they came up with this hunting lodge. Pictures of it. It's everything, and the history of it is that the, that Black Forest was thick with woods. It's called Black Black Forest for a reason. It's dark, and they had they hired woodsmen to cut down the trees and, you know, for, for firewood, etc. And the woodsmen lived there with their families. Well, the children went to this school that the Rothschilds had at this hunting lodge area. And some of these children, I don't know if, if some of them were used for sport. Not quite sure about that. So, so that's kind of, we're still kind of trying to figure that out. Fire sale days after post. Did they sell it? Did they get rid of it? Are they liquidating their assets because they don't want their assets to be uh, seized because of the uh, executive order 
that President Trump signed in December that says if you are violating um, human uh, rights, human trafficking, etc., we're coming after you. We're going to take everything of yours. Asset forfeiture is what it's called. So what went on there? We don't know. And then the reference to dopey. This is the this is the second or third time that Q has mentioned the word dopey. And in previous messages, it was in reference to Prince Talal bin Talal al 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 Walid al Walid bin Talal, who was the um, the person who paid for Obama's law school education, who owned uh, Twitter, uh, had shares in Twitter, and was also p- uh, part. Um, owner with Bill Gates of the hotel, the Four Seasons Hotel at the top of Mandalay Bay. And by the way, Bill Gates, he, he, he uh, Bin Talal um, Al-Walid was also in, uh, involved in owning shares of Microsoft. Bill Gates owned shares of Bin Talal's interests. And Bill Gates was also involved in forced vaccinations, funding efforts for forced vaccinations. And I, I I don't know if this is connected to it, but I was also reading, separate and apart from this, that um, somebody has reported on these nanoparticles that can be used on the needles that are, that are um, used to inject the vaccines, okay? And these nanoparticles go in the bloodstream, and and then this is going to sound way, way out there. I know, kind of out there for me too. But these nanoparticles supposedly go to your brain. They embed in your brain and they are uh, receptors to uh, electronic um, messaging, let's just say. Part of MK Ultra. Okay. So just tuck that in your back pocket. Okay. All right. So Dopey, somehow or other Dopey or Bin Talal uh, Al-Walid is involved in this. And, and Q says you have more than you know. All right, next. In the next uh, message, Q repeats again. Would POTUS make a serious accusation if the truth wasn't about to come to light? Black Forest, Austria, Rothschild, fire sale days after post. What went on there? Dopey, you have more than you know. Then he writes, blunt statement. That's it. Blunt statement. B-L-U-N-T as in all capital letters, blunt statement. Well, I thought maybe he was referring to Senator Roy Blunt, maybe a statement that Blunt made. But others are saying, no, it's somebody else named Blunt. And I'm I'm not familiar with that person. And I didn't take notes on that. So until until something comes out, maybe with um, uh, Jerry Corsi and his decode that he uploads to Scribe D, I'm just going to kind of leave that hanging for now. The next message. Uh, This was also on February 5th. Why did the hashtag memo drop a Friday? Open bracket. And before the SB, close bracket. Why did the memo, we're talking about the, the Republican memo, right? Drop on a Friday and before the Super Bowl? Did this seem strange to you? Watch the news. Rothschild estate sale, open carrot, I mean, open bracket, black 
forest. Ah, now we're now we're getting more crumbs. Stock market dive. Open bracket. 666. Coincidence? Close bracket. Soros transfer of wealth. Dopey freed. Freed. Marriage for power, not love. Hilton slash Roth. Soros slash Clinton, etc. News unlocks map. Think mirror. Which team? They don't know. Apache. These people are evil. Still don't believe you are sheep to them? 2020 coming. Public is vital. Release of info, vital. Outrage, justice. Can we simply arrest the opposition without first exposing the truth? Follow the light. Why did the memo drop on a Friday and before the space of the Super Bowl? Did it seem strange to you? Watch the news. Yeah, it seems strange. Why would you drop something that important on a Friday when things just get buried, especially with the Super Bowl? Well, some people are surmising that it was a warning to anybody who was planning on pulling some uh, shenanigans at the Super Bowl, a terrorist attack, etc. Don't even try. The Rothschild estate sale, the stock market dive, the Soros transfer of wealth, Dopey freed, all tied together. They're, uh, Dopey's, dope, they've taken all of Bin Talal's money. It's, it's, they've taken it. He's got nothing. So they let him go. They let him go. They're going to watch him, I'm sure. They're all connected. And why is Bin Talal called Dopey? Because he sells dope? Yeah. He's probably involved in Afghanistan poppy fields, all the way from growing the poppy flowers to getting them here in the United States as opium and heroin. Marriage for power, not love. Hilton and Roth. Soros and Clinton. Well, I'm thinking, hmm, all right. The Hilton, the 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 the, the uh, one uh, Paris Hilton's sister, it turns out, is married to a Rothschild. Hmm. Um, Soros Clinton. Well, we don't know that uh, any of the Clintons are married to any of the Soroses, but but it could very well be that the marriage of uh, Chelsea Clinton to Mess, uh, what's his name, whatever his name is, um, maybe that's a marriage of power and not love. I don't know. News unlocks map. Well, again, map. What does he mean by map? And the map word is in all capitals, M-A-P. Is it an acronym for something? What does that mean? Then he writes, think mirror. Which team? They don't know. Think mirror. Well, the Super Bowl was fresh in my mind. I had watched the halftime, and they were using mirrors. If you watch the halftime uh, extravaganza, there was one section of it where there were where there were people on the field, dancers, and they were holding mirrors. And it and from you know from like a five, four or five hundred feet high, it was really kind of fantastic. Everything was sparkling on the field. It was really kind of amazing. Which team? I, again, don't can't figure that out. 
They don't know. They is capitalized. They don't know. Apache. Still trying to figure out what Apache means. Does Apache mean the helicopter that that uh, Julian Assange uh, tweeted once the word came out on Q's messages that showed the helicopter and and the uh, and the the slogan uh, Apache means uh, Apache helicopters mean freedom. Then there's a little video that goes along with it. It's like a promotion uh, uh, video for the army. Don't know. These people are evil. Still don't believe you are sheep to them? Yeah, we know we are. That's what they think we are. 2020 is coming. Is that 2020 uh, uh, vision? Things coming into focus? Or is it 2020 the president gets reelected? I think it's something about coming into focus myself. Public is vital. Release of info, vital. Outrage, justice. Yes, we have to get the word out because what we're doing, according to a lot of what people are saying, is we are preparing the other people who aren't paying attention, who don't even know who Q is, doesn't even know Q exists, none of it, right? Those people are called normies or normals. They're the normals. We're the red-pilled. <laughs> it's really weird. But anyway, yeah, the normies. We have to prepare them, okay? And Because it just as, as Q posts here, can we simply arrest the opposition without first exposing the truth? No. No. You have to expose the truth and get people to understand why we are going to arrest these people and hold them to account. Follow the light. Okay. Next one. Again, February 5th. Why did the hashtag memo drop a Friday? He he repeats the same thing. I'm not going to repeat it again. Okay. But then he says, but beneath that, he repeats that and says, 666, and that's in brackets, 666, signal to POTUS, they control the market, signal, threat, welcome to the global war. Well, the way that was interpreted was, okay, this isn't just Wall Street. This is global. There was a sell-off of of, uh, shares, and the market went down, and everybody took a deep breath and said, oh, hold on to the handrails. Um, But then the market came back up again. The the idea here is that um, some people, uh, the globalists, uh, the money people, are just letting Trump know. You screw with us, and you know that stock market you've been crowing about? Yeah, well, watch this. Hold my beer, honey. Watch this. Okay, the next one. Anonymous, somebody named Anonymous, posts the following. Think about an article at Think Progress. Think Progress, verified account, 6.6 minutes ago. Internal FBI documents show White House lied about Comey firing. And then the link to the Think Progress um, article. Why is MSM allowed to lie? Q replies, imagine this, and this is in caps, raw intel collection, narrative feeder, narrative collectors, narrative Distributors, classified payments, 
foreign accounts, cash, spook files, hotels, blackmail. How do you retain freedom of the press if those in front of the camera, trusted by select viewers, are extensions of the ARM? Oh, ARM. Could that be the alternate reality media, maybe? Alternate reality? They want you to believe in alternate reality? Freedom of the press is vital to retain. Trust the plan. There are a lot more good than bad. You, the people, need to remember how to play. You, the people, have the power. We strike every single day. We win every single day. Every single day, they are being destroyed. Literally. Stay strong. Have faith. This is bigger than anyone can imagine. Now, remember the things that he listed. Leaks, classified, payments, foreign accounts, cash, spook files, hotels, blackmail, Those are crumbs. Those are clues that we're going to learn a little bit more about here as we go along. Next one. Also on February 5th, VJ phone call with AS, 42M13S, two listeners, no IDEN, reroutes, nine random, one, reroutes, two random, Article 3, Section 3. Okay, this one is, is very interesting. VJ phone call with AS is interpreted as Valerie Jarrett phone call with Adam Schiff. The phone call lasted 42 minutes, 13 seconds. There were two others who were listening, not identified. The reroutes. Nine random, reroutes, two random. Not quite sure what that means. But then Article 3, Section 3 refers to the Constitution that talks about treason. It gives the definition of treason. Okay? Then the next one on February 5th, can you read the message? So too. Black Caucus phone. Not sure if civilian tech can capture at that distance. These people are literally morons. This is huge. This is huge. Let me see here. I've got notes on this one. There is a photograph of three black women, uh, members of the Black Caucus, taken from behind them, behind and above them, looking right down at their phones, their iPhone screens. And they're on their phones, okay? Now, what Q is saying here (laughs) is the message on these phones, while these women are using their phones during the State of the Union address, um, the screens that you're looking at are altered. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We know the photos of the ladies of the Black Caucus on their phones at the SOTU were altered, or was altered, the photo. The photo was taken by Chip Samotavila, who's with Getty, okay? Getty Images News Staff. Remember, Q has the raw film, the raw 
film, okay? The, the photos, and again, it, it, you can see them from the back of their heads, and their uh, the screens are lit. One, one um, uh, I'm sorry, the next message, uh, Q is responding to a, um, an anonymous post that shows the picture of all three of these women holding their phones from overhead, and anonymous writes, definitely not the Candy Crush phone. Remember the Hill reported that some of them were playing Candy Crush on their phones while Trump was at the podium talking? Well, this is anonymous says, definitely not the Candy Crush phone, to which Q replies, center, center. The woman in the center, her phone, that's the one he's pointing to. Then the next one, the next picture is even closer up of the phone screens. And you can actually read what is on those screens. One of them on the left, she's looking at her tweets. The one in the center is supposedly following along with the president's speech on her phone. She's got it on her phone. And the one on the right is playing some kind of a game. It's not Candy Crush, but it's some kind, some, a game like that. Anonymous puts this picture with the notation that says better, in other words, better view, to which Q responds, find the role, one of four, find the fourth, find the film, not the capture, enhance, spread, will go viral, source underscore archive offline, raw only. So what Q is saying here is, look, there were four rolls of film shot. Find the fourth roll. Not, this is not the capture. This is not what is on those screens. Find it. It's offline. It's archived offline. Find it. Enhance it. Spread it. It'll go viral. Okay, remember that Q has the raw film. Oh, I'm telling you. The next one, the next message from Q, just shortly thereafter, a couple, maybe, I don't know, a few minutes later. Find one of four. Quote, Trump should be shot, close quote. You are now working against those monitoring Raw only, no edits, save offline. So what Q's saying here is that what one of those screens, and it's probably the center one, and we know who the woman is because there are front shots that show these three women. If you recall, the Black Caucus, they were all wearing their African scarves or African banners. So they're very easy to distinguish by the by the tribal, like like the Scots, the Scottish have their tartan plaids. Well, these the the, the black caucus, they have their African uh, uh, designs. Okay. Evidently, the one who's hold, who's in the center holding her phone, somewhere on that screen that has has been replaced with something else. It said Trump should be shot. Then he says, you are now working against those monitoring. So what he's saying, 
I think what Q is saying at this point is he's not just talking to us. He's talking to them. You are now working against those who are monitoring you. And then back to us, raw only, no edits, save it offline. Okay. Okay. Whoo. Wow. Huh? Okay. Um, Betty O is the woman, uh, the congresswoman who's holding the phone, according to my notes. Uh, let's see. Somebody said, uh, surely you've already notified the Secret Service and sent them all the evidence, correct? Well, Secret Service, I mean, come on. The NSA has the information. Q has the information. Um but I think that this message, this this note that I found on Twitter, was directed to this Chip Samota Villa, the photographer, because if he's the one who tampered with the screen, then he's complicit, and he's no different than this idiot Congresswoman Beatty uh, from Ohio, I think Beatty from Ohio, whose phone screen uh, uh, Samota Villa captured, and it's especially true if he altered the original image. Now, um, the Anon board, uh, you know, over at HN, um, they were having a hell of a time with this as well, okay, trying to figure it out. Need original information or the means to acquire it? Uh, uh, this, is, this is almost impossible. We don't even know where to go. I mean, I went on C-SPAN, and I re-rolled in Fast Forward the entire State of the Union speech, thinking that maybe the image came from a C-SPAN camera, because C-SPAN has – cameras all over the gallery of the um the house of representatives chamber so and it looked like the photo was taken from above from the gallery looking down onto these women uh let's see all three of those screens are photoshopped the lady on the right has come out and stated that she was not playing candy crush the photo created date and timestamp is 9.42 p.m., which matches the time on the phone screens. The, uh, the photo was modified in Photoshop. Date timestamp is 11.33 p.m. when it was Photoshopped. And this comes from somebody calling himself Extortion17. He said, you can also see the properties of the photo if you download the Getty image and check the properties in MS Paint. You just can't see the time modified in Photoshop, but you can see it was modified in Photoshop. So that's huge. That's huge. Okay. All right. Also, today... um, and this was uh this was at one thirty four in the morning last night. Public interest brackets keep high. U one FBI informant Awan slash DWS slash Paki Intel slash MB Tarmac meeting open bracket SC slash LL deal AS one eighty seven. Well, we've gone through a little bit of that when we started talking about what Dr. Corsi wrote at InfoWars. But here's the deal. The U1 FBI informant, according to George Webb, who, who is on this now, he tweeted that um, it's Mark Lambert. He was the Uranium One FBI informant, Mark Lambert. The Awan DWS Paki Intel MB is the Awan Brothers are connected to Debbie Wasserman Schultz, are connected to the Pakistan Intelligence 
the ISI are connected to the Muslim Brotherhood. I will tell you, George Webb knew this months ago. Months ago, he was reporting on this. And now we see it coming out in Q's message. Tarmac meeting, SCLL, that was, of course, uh, Supreme Court, uh, Loretta Lynch deal, AS-187, referring, of course, to the, the murder of Antonin Scalia. Okay, then at 1.41 this morning, Anonymous posted, Lynch offered a SC position if Hillary got through, question mark, to which Q responds, build timeline. AS-187, HRC investigation pivot points, JC dismiss letter, number two, PS, WL comms, Q. Okay, we talked about this already, and I said to you we were going to get a little bit more in-depth on this. Okay, so, um, mm, 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 mm. where is the other one? Uh, I think... Yeah, I think let me make sure that that's hang on a second. I need to refresh. Okay. Um, The timeline. (laughs) I'm telling you, these people, they don't waste any time. They don't waste any time because they built the timeline. And this is how it goes. You ready? On March 2nd, 2015, the New York Times reported that Hillary Clinton used a private email server while serving as Secretary of State. Source, USA Today. And, and they, these are linked. These have the URLs. That was 2nd of March, 2015. In August of 2015, a federal official confirms the FBI is investigating Hillary Clinton's emails and server. Source, USA Today. On the 14th of October, 2015, FBI Washington Field Office mid-year exam, grand jury subpoenas for Hillary Clinton's mishandling of classified info, source FBI Vault 7. On February 9th of 2016, Supreme Court issued a stay on Obama's Clean Power Plan, that's the CPP, Justice Scalia's last decision undermining Obama's signature policy. Oh, oh, wait a minute. So Justice Scalia issued a stay on Obama's signature policy, the Clean Power Plan. He did this on the February 9th, 2016, and the source for that is scientificamerican.com. Okay. Keep that in mind. That's on the 9th of February. On the same day, the 9th of February, WikiLeaks email Steve Elmendorf to John Podesta says, I'm all in. Sounds like it will be a bad night. Wet works. And that was from the Podesta email number 6008. I want to read you that email. From Elm- no, Okay. From Elmendorf at teamsubjectmatter.com to John Podesta at gmail.com date 2-9-2016 subject regarding thanks I am all in sounds like it will be a bad night we all need to buckle up and double down he's referring to an, an email or he's replying to an email from John Podesta that says, 
didn't think Wetworks meant pool parties at the vineyard. Wetworks. Okay. So that's the same day that Scalia issues a stay on Obama's clean power plan, right? Same day, February 9th, that this WikiLeaks comes out. On February 13th, not four days later, Justice Scalia is found dead in a West Texas ranch stage Supreme Court AS-187. Okay, anyway, and that comes from multiple sources four days after the WikiLeaks email from Podesta. I'm all in. Sounds like it'll be a bad night. Buckle up. Didn't think wet works meant pool parties at the vineyard. On February 13th, same day that Justice Scalia was found in, WikiLeaks email Christopher Stone from the open the Soros Open Society to John Podesta, quote, Scalia's replacement. Remember our discussion of Wallace Jefferson, Chief Justice of Texas. This is from a Podesta email, number 59087, that was released from WikiLeaks. Same day. On the 21st of March, just a little bit over a month later, the date of last Podesta email published by WikiLeaks, pub, uh, it was published, uh, the, wiki, the, the last uh, email was published on October 9th, 2016. On 7th of April 2016, Obama states to Chris Wallace on Fox News Sunday, which was aired April 10th, I guarantee there is no political influence in any investigation conducted by the Justice Department or the FBI. On the 12th of April, five days later, law firm Perkins Coy, using money from Clinton campaign and the DNC, hires Fusion GPS. On the 16th of May... 2016, um, FBI Director Comey meets with Obama at the White House. Carol Mason of the OIG also attends. Same day, 16th of May, draft statement by FBI Director Comey before key interviews are conducted is circulated to FBI leadership. On the 25th of May, the date of the last DNC leak email in the archive published by WikiLeaks on the 22nd of July, 2016. That was the date of the last DNC leak email, 25th of May. Also on the 25th of May, the State Department IG issues a report critical of Clinton's use of private email, saying department policies dating to 2005 require that, quote, normal day-to-day operations be conducted on government computers. This, again, this is, this is all source. That's USA Today. On the 9th of June, 2016, first, Bernie Sanders meets with Obama at the White House. Second, Obama endorses Hillary. Third, Donald Trump Jr. meets with Russian attorney after being lured by the promise of opposition research. Busy day that day. On the 12th of June, Julian Assange announced he had DNC documents and planned to publish them which he did on July 22nd. On the 15th of June, Christopher Steele is hired by Hillary Clinton's campaign through Fusion GPS. Also on 15th of June, CrowdStrike, a cybersecurity firm, releases reports suggesting the DNC was hacked by Russians. On the 15th of June, same day, FBI agent Peter Strauch, 
changes wording of Clinton charges from grossly negligent to extremely careless. On the 27th of June, Tarmac Gate, A.G. Lynch and Bill Clinton meet in Phoenix, Arizona in the late afternoon to talk about golf and grandkids. Also on that same day, June 27th, there was a private meeting held at the vice president's residence. Uh, White House logs show that it was Podesta, Robbie Mook, and Mike Donilon who were meeting. June and July of 2016, the first Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court, FISA, to monitor communications involving Donald Trump and several advisors, denied On the 1st of July, 2016, A.G. Lynch says she will accept recommendations from the FBI and career prosecutors in Hillary's email case. On the 2nd of July, Hillary Clinton is interviewed by the FBI for three and a half hours in Washington, D.C. We all remember 4th of July weekend, right? Right. Nobody's there. On the 5th of July, FBI Director James Comey announces the recommendation not to prosecute Clinton. And on the 7th of July, well, they had to celebrate the holiday, Hillary Clinton secures the Democrat nomination for president with win in California. A day later, on the 8th of July, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser attends two White House meetings. On the 10th of July, Washington, D.C. police arrive on scene at 4.20 a.m., five officers, three of them with body cams, breathing and conscious Seth Rich pronounced dead at 5:57 a.m. believed MedStar Washington Hospital Center how interesting on July 8th DC mayor Muriel Bowser attends two White House meetings and 2 days later Washington DC police find Seth Rich breathing and conscious pronounced dead at MedStar Hospital. Oh, man. You know, when you look at this timeline, it's like it all, it's like it's painting the picture, isn't it? Amazing. On July 12th, Bernie Sanders endorses Hillary Clinton for president. On the 22nd of July, WikiLeaks released 44,053 emails and 17,761 attachments from the DNC, which covered the dates January 15th through May 25th of 2016, and the FBI offers a $10,000 reward for weapons stolen hours before Seth Rich was shot. On August 2nd, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser attends multiple White House meetings. She's getting her directions, huh? On uh, the same day, August 2nd, 2016, DNC process server Sean Lucas is found dead in his Washington, D.C. home due to PolyRx overdose. Now, Sean Lucas was serving um, Debbie Wasserman Schultz and the DNC with papers uh, from a lawsuit being brought by two lawyers in Florida, where people were washing up on the beach dead. Suicide. <laughs> on the 7th of October, Obama administration, parentheses, the DHS and the ODNI, 
issued joint statement about the Russia hacking same day as Trump Billy Bush access Hollywood video from 11 years ago was released. On the same day, October 7th, WikiLeaks began publishing thousands of Podesta's emails within an hour of White House Russia hacking statement. Let it rip. A day later, on November 8th, Donald Trump wins presidential election. They never thought she would lose, says QAnon on November 17th. January 10th, 2017, CNN Jake Tapper reports for 11 minutes and 32 seconds about an unverified dossier. Al Franken then blindsides AG Sessions during a hearing regarding his role in the campaign and Russia. This was within 90 minutes of the, excuse me, the CNN report. Let me take some water here. We're almost through with this timeline. Okay. On January uh, 20th, Donald J. Trump is inaugurated as 45th president of the United States. On February 2nd, 2017, Awan brothers with top access to U.S. House computer networks are removed from their positions by Capitol Police. On February 2nd, I'm sorry, on August August 7th, 2017, True Pundit exclusive, FBI leaked classified flight plan of Attorney General Loretta Lynch to set up Tarmac Gate. So how did we know Loretta Lynch was going to be meeting with Billy? FBI leaked the classified flight plan to a reporter who just happened to be there to record the meeting. And True Pundit had the exclusive. Tell me he's not well connected. On the 24th of July, a VIP VIPS memo Uh, NASA experts say DNC hack was actually a leak and an inside job. And then on the 10th of August, um, the same thing, uh, Law News, high-profile bombshell, NSA experts say DNC hack was actually a leak and an inside job. So, oh, and then the other one is from Consortium News, Intel vets challenge Russia hack evidence. So there you have it. Those are the uh, the uh, latest, and I don't know if there'll be more tonight. It would not surprise me in the least. Oh, oh, well, there's one more. <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot. Ah, what am I doing? This one, the last one that uh, Q posted last night was just very simply, it was a link to an FBI.gov document uh, about leadership and structure, about an FBI executive named Carl Gattis. Carl Gaddis. Well, let's take a look here and see. Carl Gaddis is the executive director, executive assistant director of the National Security Branch, where he leads the FBI's operations and intelligence efforts involving all national security matters, ranging from terrorism to espionage to weapons of mass destruction. Under his leadership, the program will continue to focus on technical innovation, operational agility, and strategic partnerships. Mr. Gaddis joined the FBI in 1997, 
Upon graduating from the FBI Academy, he worked counterterrorism investigations in the Washington field office. Mr. Gaddis deployed overseas to investigate several major attacks against the United States, including the 1998 bombing of the U.S. Embassy in Nairobi, Kenya, the 2000 attack against the USS Cole in Aden, Yemen, and the murder of several Americans in Greece by the Greek terrorist group 17 November. Over the course of his 20-year career, the majority of Mr. Gaddis's focuses have been on counterterrorism efforts in the United States and around the world and strategically integrating intelligence and operations <clears throat> to ensure intelligence collection aligns with priority threats. In 2014, he was appointed special agent in charge of the Washington Field Office's counterterrorism program and, most recently, served as the assistant director of the counterterrorism division. Mr. Gaddis has received numerous awards to include the Attorney General's Award for Distinguished Service and the Exceptional Achievement Medal from the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. Mr. Gaddis earned a Bachelor of Arts from Duke University and a Juris Doctor from Washington University. Now, why is Q giving us a link to Carl Gatta's FBI page. Huh. What's with that? Well, I think we're going to find out, don't you? We may not know tonight, but we will find out eventually about Mr. Gaddis and what is his connection in all of this. Is he a good guy or is he a bad guy? My spidey sense is telling me he's a bad guy because if he's a good guy... Q's not going to put his name in here, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, over at uh, Reddit, at the CBTS uh, site on Reddit, and that would be, I can give you the link. It's uh, Reddit. Uh, let me just go ahead and drop that into the chat room. I need to check on you guys anyhow. There we go. Trump just approved special counsel to probe FBI and DOJ. Woo-hoo-hoo. That is excellent. Good work, golf. Good work, golf dogs. Um, Flycatch says, who's the name of the counsel? Golf dog says, working on it. Okay, good, good. I'll check back in with you here after I do this. I want to see if you've found the information yet. Okay, so anyway, over at the reddit.com CBTS stream uh, comment section about the uh, the timeline here. Um, Anonymous posts this. Uh, This was posted uh, today, uh, 7.58. I'm guessing that that's 7.58 this morning. Okay. Timeline. Podesta email regarding wet works, 2.6.16. Scalia, 187, 2.13.16. Podesta email regarding Scalia replacement, 2.13.16. Peter Strzok, quote, end Hillary investigation, close quote, texts, draft memo, exonerating HRC, May 2016. Peter Strzok changed wording from grossly negligent to extremely careless on 6-20-16. Loretta Lynch, Bill Clinton tarmac meeting on 6-27-16. Loretta Lynch to accept FBI findings on 7-1-16. Hillary interviewed by FBI on 7 2 
James Comey dismisses HRC investigation on 7-5-16. Seth Rich murdered on 7-10-16. WikiLeaks publishes DNC Podesta emails on 7-22-16. McCabe aware of additional emails on AW laptop, August, September 2016. W. A.W. Who's A.W.? Not quite sure. Bruce Orr's wife goes to work for Fusion GPS, September 2016. New York Police Department threatens to go public with arrest warrants based on contents of O.A.W. Anthony Weiner. A.W. Laptop, October 2016. Second FISA warrant issued to spy on Carter Page and Trump campaign, October 2016. J.C. James Comey reopens Hillary email investigation based on, quote, new emails, 1028. He had to because the NYPD was threatening to go public with arrest warrants based on the contents of Wiener's laptop. And what was on Wiener's laptop was just chock full of Hillary emails. So Comey had to make it look good. So on October 28th, he goes and he announces he's reopening the investigation. And then just a week later, on November 6th, just just ahead of the election, Comey issues a letter not to prosecute Hillary. <laughs> unreal, unreal. This is this is just All right, I want to share let me check with the chat see if you found it. And the man's name is what? Michael Horowitz? No. He's naming Michael Horowitz to be the second counsel? No, can't be. Trump attorneys approved second special counsel probe. Get out of here. Let me go to let me go to True Pundit and read that. Hang on here. Let's jump over to True Pundit. Okay, here's what it says. Uh, Trump attorneys approved second special counsel to probe FBI and DOJ. The war between the White House and the FBI DOJ complex may be turning nuclear. While speaking to reported, or it should be reporters, aboard Air Force One, Deputy Press Secretary Raj Shah said that President Trump's attorneys have already approved the idea of appointing a second special counsel to investigate the FBI and Justice Department's actions during the 2016 presidential campaign, according to White House pool reports. The excerpt from the pool in question, quote, FISA warrant, should it be released? And what about a second special counsel? President's attorneys have addressed this and said yes to a second special counsel. FISA, that document, along with any other that the House Intelligence Committee chooses to vote out of its committee through its process and all the House procedures, we would entertain like anything else. Read more. Okay, hang on here. Read more. I don't think it's, I don't think it's Horowitz. I don't think it is. Okay, this this links over now to uh, Zero Hedge, which was posted uh, yesterday. Actually, I don't think the name. I don't. It hasn't been named yet. It hasn't been named. No, I think what happened was you were reading the. Um, I know. I know what happened. You were reading um, uh, True Pundit's piece, and and you scrolled down and continued reading after that little ad that says like our news and help support our independent journalism. And then, and then it goes on to a few people have heard of Michael Horowitz. 
I, I don't think that that's, that's a different story. That's a different story. As a matter of fact, that links over to, um, what is that link to? The Hill. The Hill. So I don't think that's it. Horowitz is, he's got his hands full with this, this one. I, I think that they, I don't know. Let me see. Let me read it. Let me make sure. I don't want to lead you astray here. Mm, no, I don't. I don't think it's Horowitz. Okay. Well, I, you know what? They'll make a big announcement about it anyhow when it comes out. It'll. It'll be. Looks like I kind of jumped the gun here. No, that's no. It's a simple. It's an easy mistake to make because the way True Pundit has his page laid out. Um, I've done it. I've done it many, many times. I, I thought that when it says read more, you just keep scrolling down, and oh, there's more. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> the read more is actually a hot link that takes you to the original story and the when you scroll down it's a new story okay it's kind of kind of weird the way he's done it i don't i don't particularly care for it but if you know it then you don't have to worry about it okay wanted to tell you about this oh my gosh um and again this oh this is this is so George Webb i'm telling you guys it's amazing if you've been following him you you already know the stuff but it's coming out now. Okay, so this is uh, from a topsecretwriters.com. And it was published uh, in January, uh, the end of January 26th, by Gabriel Picard. Okay. And uh, it says, a CIA agent says agency supplies pedophiles with children. (laughs) Yeah, listen to this. And what has to be one of the most damning revelations of misconduct by the CIA A veteran CIA agent has exposed the Central Intelligence Agency for running a child trafficking network, which involves providing children to elite pedophiles around the world. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. John Kiriakou had been an agent for the CIA for 14 years and left the agency in 2004. He is also associated with Hollywood, having worked as an advisor in the movie industry. Speaking at a recent World Beyond War event, the former CIA agent blew the whistle on how the intelligence agency provides child sex slaves to powerful oligarchs in the showbiz industry, in Washington, D.C., and further afield. Kiriakou continued that the CIA would provide these rich and powerful, quote, sources with a constant stream of, quote, child prostitutes in exchange for information. These children are usually raped and killed and likely to be never seen again, continued Kiriakou. The CIA veteran described how he would meet up with an elite source in a hotel. In return for information, the source would demand a child. Kiriakou explained how he would think of the elite oligarchs as being scumbags, and that's in quotes, scumbags, but that he would be forced to, quote, give them what they wanted. In this clip of Kiriakou's revelations about the American intelligence agency on YouTube, the CIA agent asks the audience who would meet a rich oligarch's demands for a prostitute. Who? When few people raise their hands, Kiriakou then asks, but what if he asks for a child prostitute? The CIA agent then proceeds to tell the audience the following, quote, your job as a CIA agent is to break the laws of the country you are serving. That's your job. 
Your job is to commit espionage, which in most countries is a death penalty crime. Your job is to convince people to commit treason for you because they like you so much or they like the money that you're giving them so much. So, because it's the nature of your job to break the law, they're the rules that are written for you to carry out that job. Problem there, he continues, is that most CIA officers would procure the child prostitute, even if they felt funny about it. They would be told by headquarters, you have a job to do. This is a bona fide source here. Go and do your job. Close quote. And it is this which is, according to Kiriakou, the problem or the nature of the problem of ethics inside of intelligence operations. The YouTube clip finishes with the CIA officer telling the audience that he has come to the conclusion, after all these years, there, quote, probably doesn't need to be a CIA a statement which is met by rapturous applause by the audience. John Kiriakou had worked as an agent for the CIA for 14 years. During this time, he had served as a specialist in counterterrorism. As the Neon Nettle reports, in 2002, Kiriakou led the team responsible for capturing senior al-Qaeda member Abu Zabudaya in Pakistan. Kiriakou resigned from the CIA in 2004, though his recent expose is not the first time the former agent has blown the whistle on the Central Intelligence Agency. In 2007, during a television interview, three years after he left the agency, Kiriakou spoke about the CIA's use of torture. Kiriakou's revelation was the first time a current or former member of the agency had publicly announced that the CIA used torture. In 2012, the Obama administration charged Kiriakou for espionage violations. The same year, the charges were eventually dropped. However, Kiriakou pleaded guilty violating the Intelligence Identities Protection Act for confirming the name of agent who was involved in a secret CIA rendition program. The program involved the CIA transferring detainees to secret prisons around the world. Kiriakou was handed a 30-month prison sentence, which he served just two months of. The former agent went on to write a book titled The Reluctant Spy, My Secret Life in the CIA's War on Terror, which recounts many of his exploits as an agent. Kiriakou also wrote, Doing Time Like a Spy, How the CIA Taught Me to Survive and Thrive in Prison. The book has been described as being a part jailhouse memoir and part tradecraft manual, which shares the CIA skills that kept him at the top of the prison pecking order. The book won multiple awards, including winner of the 2012 Joe A. Calloway Award for Civic Courage, the winner of the 2013 Peacemaker of the Year Award, and the winner of the 2016 Blueprint International Whistleblowing Prize for Bravery and Integrity in the Public Interest, winner of the 2016 Sam Adams Award for Integrity in Intelligence, and winner of the 2016 Penn First Amendment Award. Since Kiriakou publicly exposed the CIA for torture, 
other Central Intelligence Agency officers have followed suit and blown the whistle on the agency. For example, in July this year, Kevin Shipp, who refers to himself as a, quote, recovering CIA officer, informed attendees at a public awareness event in North Carolina of various criminality and cover-ups conducted by the CIA. Though the latest revelation that the CIA provides child prostitutes to elite sources in exchange for information has to be amongst the biggest scandals facing the Central Intelligence Agency. The only thing that's perhaps more shocking and scandalous is the fact that the story has not become mainstream news yet. Tying in again with what Q has said, get the word out there. Spread it. Go viral. The media is hiding all of this. They know public is vital. Release of info, vital. Outrage, justice. Follow the light. Follow the light. So there you have it. I, you know, the, um, and I don't know, I think we went over this before about Schiff, Adam Schiff and the hotel that's in his district, the standard hotels. I think we talked about that um, uh, last Thursday, I believe. I think we did. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. And we talked about the, um, also the um, train accident. There's been three train accidents in 40, 49 days. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? It really is pretty amazing. Okay, finally, um, this is the final thing I'm going to leave you with. I think. Let me check my list. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I have to jot down uh, bullet points so I don't forget because I sometimes have so much stuff. Paul Sperry, who is a former D.C. bureau chief for Investors Business Daily, and um, he's a Hoover Institute media fellow. He's the author of several books, including uh, Infiltration, bestseller. I interviewed him when he came out with the book. It's stunning. If you've never read it, you need to read it. It's about how we've been infiltrated by the Islamists. Oh, maybe you won't read it because it, you won't be able to sleep. But after what I've just told you tonight, I don't know that you're going to sleep anyway. Anyway, over on Twitter, uh, he's been tweeting some stuff out, and I'm going to refresh the page to make sure that I haven't missed any of them. Okay. Looks like the last tweets he did were about nine hours ago. So I'm going to start with the top one. Um, uh, he writes for the um, New York Post right now. He's writing for the New York Post. He tweets, Trump called the deep states bluff and released the memo. And now we know it really was a bluff. FBI and DOJ warned us for week for a week releasing it would have grave consequences for national security yet there was nothing classified or damaging to national security and they'd all seen the memo then he says or tweets like an eclipse of the sun the political espionage scandal is overshadowing the collusion scandal and the Democrats and their media toadies are getting very, very twitchy. Have you noticed? And then this. The October 2016 memo sourcing, quote, a friend of the Clintons was more than likely left out of the BuzzFeed dump because it reveals the dossier relied on Hillary sources, which would have tipped public off that the dossier was not a British Intel product but a political product of Hillary's campaign. 
And by the way, if you've been listening to Dan Bongino's podcast, you need to listen to Dan Bongino if you're not. He's spelling all this out. Man, he is just, he's on it. He is on it. Okay, next toy, uh, tweet. Representative Trey Gowdy, a former AUSA, uh, read the entire FISA apps in the skiff. Here's what he saw. One, the dossier material is cited in all four FISA applications for Trump advisor warrants. <laughs> the phony PP dossier is cited in all four FISA applications. And second, nowhere in the application does the FBI disclose the Clinton campa- that Clinton campaign funded the dossier, not even in a footnote. Da, 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 da. Here's another one. Grassley is leaving open the possibility that Christopher Steele did not actually lie to FBI, but that it was the FBI that lied to the FISA court in its description of its informant Steele, informant in air quotes. Uh, then he quotes Senator Grassley here, who, who said, we start by assuming government documents are true until we see evidence to the contrary. If those FBI documents are not true and there are serious discrepancies that are no fault of Mr. Steele, then we have another problem, an arguably more serious one. Mm. Then he has um, – it, this is, and I'm not. Quite, I'm going to have to link over to this because I'm not sure what CFPB means. But he 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 tweets. This is ten hours ago. Breaking. Why have so many laptops gone missing at CFPB since Trump Mulvaney took over Obama's quote progressive playground? Well, let's click onto that link and see what it is. Oh, okay. It's an audit of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau's encryption of data on mobile devices. And the findings are, we found that the CFPB currently has an effective process for encrypting the data on its mobile devices. It employs full disk encryption on its laptops and a native encryption solution on its smartphones. We also found that the encryption methods employed by the CFPB meet federal requirements, and that the agency uses adequate password complexity and reset rules. Although the CFPB uses full-disk encryption for its laptop computers to ensure that sensitive data are not compromised if a laptop is lost or stolen, the CFPB has not been able to provide a full accounting of all laptops that have been assigned to users since the establishment of the agency. In July 2016, we issued an early alert memorandum to the CFPB in which we identified a number of steps that the agency should take to gain assurance that unaccounted for laptops do not present an unacceptable level of risk to the agency and to strengthen technical controls over protecting sensitive data. Wow. Wow. Isn't that interesting? Okay, so that's what he is talking about, our friend Paul Sperry. Huh. Huh. Why have so many laptops gone missing at CFPB since Trump Mulvaney took over Obama's, quote, progressive playground? Here's another tweet. And this is in air quotes here. The word sickened 
okay, air quotes, sickened FBI agent, yet another mainstream media manufactured fraud. First, New York Times helps Simpson spin in op-ed, Glenn Simpson, of course, Glenn Simpson with Fusion GPS, then helps Comey spin in op-ed through supposedly disheartened agent who just happens to be Comey's special assistant. Now, following script, CNN hires him as a contributor. And this is linked to Adweek. Former FBI special agent, special assistant to James Comey, joins CNN, the most trusted name in news. Uh, network is named Josh Campbell, CNN law enforcement go away, um, analyst. Campbell is a former supervisory special agent for the FBI who published a New York Times op-ed this past weekend explaining why he was resigning from his role at the Bureau. (laughs) He's sick of the, quote, relentless attacks on the Bureau from such critics as President Trump and a number of Republican lawmakers. In his new role at CNN, Campbell will provide insight and analysis on crime, justice, breaking news, and national security issues. He steps into his new role immediately. So... The bad guys have one of their own now installed at CNN. The most trusted name in news. Just ask Wolfie. He'll tell you. Okay, let's see. What else have we got? I'm just kind of looking at the clock here. and uh, But I just wanted to let you guys know what's what's cooking out here beyond the world of Q. <laughs> um, as the dossier scandal encroaches further on the Obama administration, Obama suddenly retreats into his bunker. While he deployed his surrogate holder to lash out at Nunes, the former president is suddenly MIA. Well, I have a theory about that, and I bet you do too. Obama's MIA, and he's keeping his trap shut because his nine lawyers from all over the world have told him, shut your mouth. Let's take a look at let's take a look at some of the uh, the comments in that one. I bet that I bet there are other people. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. <laughs> this is great. There's a cartoon of Obama standing behind a a uh, phalanx of uh, helmeted uh, riot patrol police, and their shields are labeled ABC, CBS News, NBC, and there's Obama right behind them. And, and the person who posted this cartoon says, found him, same place he's been the last nine years. <laughs> Victoria says, oh, no tweets since January 15th. Mmm, mmm. Uh, let's see. Yeah, hope someone says hoping he's in Gitmo. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah, his attorneys told him to keep quiet. I, that's what I think. I think that's what's happening. They've told him, Ixnay on the mouth, a, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, folks. I'm going to leave it at that now. And thank you so much, Andrea. What's the latest on Port Canaveral? Um, nothing. Nothing. It's still status quo. Still status quo. Don't know. I mean, you know, we're up against we're up against. uh, uh, (laughs) Let me just put it this way. Hopefully, I am hoping that as Trump cleans the swamp and gets rid of these SOBs, that a lot of these um, contracts that have been signed are going to be made null and void. And for me to be over there ringing a bell and kicking up the dust and all of that right now, I've done, I feel like I have done what I can. I've alerted my congressman 
I've alerted my senators, not that they care, not that they shiva get. I've also alerted as many people as I can. And um, I tell you, I, I, I've posted it. I've posted it several times. In fact, somebody just posted it again on the um, our Cape Canaveral Facebook page that I started uh, three years ago. Cape Canaveral by the sea. Come visit us. <laughs> it's a pretty page. It's cute. A lot of people post really nice pictures, and it's very local. What's the best restaurant to go to to get seafood? And you know that kind of thing. Lots of pictures of today's launch, Cape Canaveral by the sea. Um, but whenever I post anything about uh, the, the the uranium situation and the and the Gulf Tainer situation. I mean, people throw bricks at me. It's amazing how people don't want to be disturbed. They want to look at pretty pictures. They want to give restaurant reviews. They want to talk a lot about cats. I mean, we are a community with a lot of cats. We're at a port. We're a port community, right? Cats, oh my God, you post a picture of cats, it'll get 19 comments. Post a picture about uh, Arabs invading our port, (laughs) they block me. And it's my Facebook page. (laughs) Oh, boy. Smokey from Texas is saying, great sound over there. Where are you talking about? Oh, on Spreaker. Yeah, studio is a dream to operate. So easy, even I can do it. Well, you know what? Email me, and and let's get together and talk about this, because I really, really want to um, do something different here, because I'm just, I can't depend on Blog Talk Radio. It's just crazy. So um, you can reach me, uh, either uh, email me at radiopatriot.com, Radio Patriot at Gmail, or you can uh, um, you can message me uh, on on uh, Facebook or leave me a, you know leave me a post on Facebook whatever however you want to get get to me but get to me get here if you can like the song says I don't care how you get here just get here if you can okay so uh, that just about wraps it up for us and uh, we'll be we'll be keeping an update on uh, on what's going on with Q. Uh, again, I don't know if he'll be posting. It was several days before he posted again. So, I mean, we, we, we had a dry spell there. I think it was February 1st, and then we didn't hear from him again until February 5th. And then all of a sudden it was like, you know, a whole bunch of stuff, February 6th too. So, And you can always, uh, you know, catch up with um, Dr. Corsi uh, over at InfoWars. And you can also read him on Twitter too. He's got his own Twitter site. And now he's going to be on YouTube with his own channel, which is very cool. All right, gang, that about does it for me for tonight. Thank you so much for being here. You know I appreciate it when you are here with me. I don't feel like I'm talking to an empty room like I did last night. It was lonesome. It was very lonesome. I missed you. (laughs) This this is for you guys. You guys are great. You really are. All right, everyone. Going to leave you with a little bit of fake news, and we will be back again tomorrow night with Elizabeth Kirst. And we're going to be talking about what's uh, happening. You know, President Trump said today, hey, during that meeting that he had with law enforcement about MS-13, he said, look, the Democrats don't want to change anything. They don't want to change anything. Fine. We'll shut down the government. To which a neighbor of mine and a friend of mine said, you know what? The government's not working anyhow. You know, when you have a government that doesn't work, shut it down anyhow. So I'm with that. Huh? You too? Yeah? (laughs) Okay. All right, everyone. God bless you all. God bless America. 
don't forget to say your prayers, especially for our president and his family. Good night, everyone. God bless. You know, I've been hearing more and more about a thing called fake news. Fake, fake news. I've seen people destroyed, and I think it's very unfair. Some of the media outlets that I deal with the fake news. Fake, fake news. I think it's a disgrace. The absolute disgrace, but I don't think they care. Well, first of all, one of the reasons I'm here today is to tell you the whole Russian thing. That's a ruse. That's a ruse. I own nothing in Russia. I don't have any deals in Russia. Russia is fake news. I just see many, many untruthful things. The press has become so dishonest. The public doesn't believe you people anymore. You have a lower approval rate than Congress. You know, I've been hearing more and more about a thing called fake news. Fake, fake news. I've seen people destroyed. And I think it's very unfair. Some of the media outlets that I deal with the fake news. Fake, fake news. I think it's a disgrace. The absolute disgrace. But I don't think they care. I'll tell you something. I don't mind bad stories. I can handle a bad story better than anybody as long as it's true. But I'm not okay when it is fake. It's all fakeness. I mean, it's story after story after story. We're not going to let it happen again. The public gets, when I go to rallies, they want to throw their records to CNN. Here's the thing. I want to see an honest press. I want to see an honest press. I want to see an honest press. It's so important to see an honest press. I want to see an honest press. I want to see an honest press. But our nation's reporters will not tell you the truth. So I'll go over just some of them. MSNBC. You are fake news. The New York Times. You are fake news. CBS, NBC, ABC, BBC, LA Times, you are fake news, The Washington Post, you are fake news, CNN, very fake news, Politico, AP, Hotspot, BuzzFeed, failing pile of garbage, and I've been hearing more and more about a thing called fake news, fake, fake news, I've seen people destroyed, and I think it's very unfair, some of the media outlets that I deal with the fake news, fake, fake news, I think it's a disgrace, the absolute disgrace, but I don't think they care, care.